what, half an hour after the game against uh, Livingston's just finished. Um, made it a bit difficult for ourselves, a lot harder than what we thought it was going to be at halftime. Aye, ruined the rest of my pizza. Pizza arrived about 15 minutes before the end of the game and I was sitting there and I couldn't even enjoy it. This big chicken, ham and mushroom fairy. Stuck right in and I was really enjoying it. And then, Kevin, okay, you're eating something, but something else that's really intense is going on at the same time. I just couldn't enjoy my pizza. So thanks for that, Hibs. <laughs> I mean, that's what you get for getting fucking mushrooms on your pizza, if you ask me. Harry, what did you make I'll of the day? you in. Uh, you really grew up with a loser. <laughs> mushrooms can never be questioned. Ah, I hate mushrooms. Fucking hate them, man. Anyway, what did you make of what did you make of the first half, Harry? Um, especially, right, we'll start with the first half. That would make sense. Well, being honest, I think that um, it's one of the best first halves we've had under Ross. I think everything looked good defensively. We looked absolutely solid going forward. We were playing slick football. The passing and moving for the first goal, passing, moving tempo. Um, <laughs> was lovely. The pass in from um, McGinn to Boyle before Boyle fired across to Nisbet was superb. I think that the players just looked like they had a, like they were a cohesive unit moving forward. Um, I don't think Lewis Stevenson put a foot wrong in the first half. It was nice to see. It's nice that you've got a player like that that's reliable that can just come in and actually look comfortable. For a change, Marciano wasn't just booting and throwing the ball out of play every time he got it. So I thought that actually helped with the flow of the team. And yeah, it was just an absolute opposite of the second half but we'll get on to that in a bit but yeah no no complaints yeah. about I would say 10 out of 10 for the first half for me Aye Greg um, I'd imagine that first half is everything you, you'd want to see from a Hibs team it's everything you speak about fast ball moving quickly creating chances balls moving like the pace of the attack you know what I mean and just like the Queen of the South second half almost Yeah I think that in the first half, the goal came from a good pass and move. You know, we passed it around them. That's what we're capable of. We don't do it often enough for me. But moving on to the second half, it's, it's you know, we make it so hard for ourselves. Aye, we'll get to that. Fucking hell, we're talking about the first half. Let's be positive. <laughs> no, I, I, I was just going to get right into it. I think we've said all we need to do about the first half. Oh, right, let's skip over the good. Can't add anything else to that. Let's go the negative the stuff. But let's skip over all the good stuff and just talk about the second half that if Kyle McGinnis hadn't gave a penalty away, we'd be saying, aye, that was fine, that's professional. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, nah, the first half was good. They didn't really get a sniff. I think they were reduced to long-range efforts by Craig Civil, as Harry calls him, haircut. So, yeah, I think... You could try to sound a little bit more fucking bothered. I'm bothered, mate. I just, that second <laughs> half annoyed me. <laughs> We'll Greg, think about what about Agent Effie giving us a penalty? That's got to put a smile on your face. I mean, I'm not sure who decided he was. He was to play at left back or whatever he was playing. I mean, that's. I know David right. Martin has already been in the jail, but he should go back for that. Right, Liam. First half, first half, three pe- First half, three pizza arriving. Just how good were Hibs tonight in the first forty-five minutes? Uh, we spoke about intensity a couple of weeks ago in this pod, and. Um, we had an intensity about us in the first half in possession and out of possession that I just think Livy couldn't deal with uh, we were moving the ball at speed when Livy were getting them, the ball at defeat we were shutting them down really quickly Gogic kind of led from the front and doing some of that or led from defensive midfield and, and doing some of that and actually just didn't give them a second to think um, and that was what I think was what enabled those stars for such a good first half is that level of intensity that we found. There's lots of runners off the ball. Noticed every time Boyle was picking up, McGinn was attempting either under or overlap. Um, 
not as much of that on the left hand side with Stevenson, but still a couple of couple of decent runs from Stevenson who I thought did okay tonight. So aye, there was lots there was lots in the first half to get excited about. Yeah, but what, what did you make um, a bit of of the sort? Of, there was definitely a formation change tonight, and I think it, we, there was definitely a much more four four two vibe around that Jackson Arvin played quite wide left, and they did find themselves in the middle of the park a fair bit as well. Do you find that's just purely down to the fact that Lewis Stevenson doesn't have the legs that Josh Doig has, and then but also we've probably seen the best performance from Martin Boyle as a right winger for a long time as well. So do you think we might see this sort of 4-4-2 as opposed to the 3-5-2 being implemented uh, at the weekend? You're playing you for figuring out what system he was playing in that second half. Because I've not got a oh, the second half, I've not got a clue in the second half. I just, even, even the first half for spells, I find that Hibs under Jack Ross, it just, and it's maybe because you're not at the game and you're watching it on TV, but I, I just don't think there's any kind of rigidness, if that's a word, to our formation. I think, I think everything's always fluid. Like It doesn't ever really seem the players are kind of stuck in one position. I do, one thing I, I talked about, McGinn, over and under lap and Boyle, one thing I do observe is I think he can be quite um, isolated at times, McGinn, because I think Boyle and him, there's a, there's a huge amount of distance between the two of them. So I guess yeah. you could probably make an argument that he was right back and Boyle was kind of a right winger and then sort of towards the end of the game was playing really as a, a right-sided striker and then started popping up on the left occasionally as well. So there's definitely a fluidity about the formation. Greg, what did you make of Martin Boyle tonight? Let's try and let's try try and sound a little bit interested. Um, to be fair, <laughs> I, I think they couldn't. Oh, touch John them. McGinn. Sorry, oh. sorry, and up. John McGinn's just put Villa ahead after thirty seconds against Man City. Get fucking up them. You just started turning to fucking Jeff Sterling now. But I thought you'd want to end the fucking money grab. I thought you'd want to end the money grabbing bastards that you fucking were tearing the ten shades of shit out of the other night. Uh, are behind against a fucking hero. That's another you've, five million on his price tag. You've asked me a question on Martin Boiling. You were talking about <laughs> people that that broke our hearts and left. Um, yeah, I mean, it's difficult because I think they tried to double up on him tonight, and he was just far too good for them. Um, the pace, the power, like he had, he had it all. So direct and. Look, people think the the Levy defenders are looking at FP Ambrose like, what are you doing? But sometimes there is no defending against that. He is that quick and he is that powerful and nimble on the feet. So, um, yeah, I mean, when you get a game like that out, Boyle makes a massive difference. Um, He got an assist and a goal. You can't really ask for for much more for your winger. So, um, absolutely excellent for him tonight. Harry, you raised the point during the game in in the group chat that Martin Boyle has to be played the year for Hibs. Do you think it's that home and host? Obviously, 15 goals and 11 assists he's got this season already, which is, I think, for a wing, a wide player at Hibs, I mean, to be fair, he's played as a striker a lot, but their numbers, I mean, a winger, you'd be like buzzing if they had 11 assists. A striker, you'd be buzzing if they had 15 goals. Do you think there's anyone even close to him? Well, there's, there's, the only person that's probably got an argument that's close to him is John Yule, but I just think that by the time that he spent out in, like... He's, he's nice and he's pretty on the ball, but I don't think he, he impacts games nearly as much as Martin Boyle does. Um, because when it comes down to player of the years, the reason that players get flashy awards is because they score the goals and they contribute the goals. Um, and if you just look, if you compare stats to stats, I know that's not how football works, but it's nearly impossible to give that to um, John yeah. Neal over Martin Boyle. Um, so yeah, now for, for me, I, I did start for it. 
I know that um, Liam might disagree slightly, but it would be good to get your opinion. Uh, no, I think I think you're you've it's, it's definitely close to you them. I, I I probably don't have a strong opinion on who I would go for out of the two of them, but I think I think those are the two main candidates to be honest. I think the defence have probably um, just been a bit too patchy in terms of their form, and I think uh, Deutsch and Nisbet have both had. Uh, runs of poor form this season as well. I think, you know, I think people would make an argument that Boyle had a bit of a slow period, sort of over kind of September, October time. But to be honest, I think uh, it's between the two of them. Let, let's let's wait till the season's finished before we make a decision <laughs> on that. Though, I think is what I'm trying to say. No, I, I think that's a fair point. And um, Harry, something that I think myself and you definitely agreed on during the game: uh, the two centre halves, especially in the first half, I think coaches had a wee moment uh, in the second half but other than that and then Gogic in front of them I think they, they were so important to how we played in the first half tonight because they just Livy obviously I think they tried to obviously shell the ball up to Emmanuel Thomas but the centre half won every header and Gogic won every second ball and that meant we could consistently play with intensity like what Liam said just how impressed were you with the uh, three sorry uh, tonight for me, the main thing about Gogic, even like when he wasn't doing anything, he was just everywhere across the pitch. Every time you looked away from him, he'd pop up in the next place that you'd look. He was like, if we were playing FIFA, he'd have no energy left in the bar by the time it hit 20 minutes. Like he was just non-stop sprinting. And then there was one point in the second half where that Forrest went for a run and he was like charging at uh, Gogic at the edge of their box. And by the time it got to halfway into our half, Gogic actually tackled him. He was just relentless. And then Porteous and Hanlon both just looked so cosy. Like, Paul Hanlon loves a wee knee back to the keeper. You can when it's bouncing towards goal. Right. He loves to knee back to the keeper. That's Great a classic. Fire, right? that, is his, that is his cliche. But, um, yeah, no, I just... The problem with me with Ryan Porteous is I really like Ryan Porteous and I want him to do well at Hibs. But he's got one shocker in a, a game in him. Like, that one goes unpunished. But that is an absolute clangor that he should have scored there. And it would have been Porteous's fault again. It's the exact same yeah, thing that yeah. happened last time we played Levy at home. Like, yeah, I, and away. <laughs> boy defending. Just if the ball bounces, just get rid of it. Then you let it bounce. Um, but yeah, no. Ap- apart from that, I thought that Hanlon had a really good game. Um, but because we didn't keep a clean sheet, I won't get spoken about. I'm a, yeah, that, I'm a chief. I'm a sorry. I'm a chief drum banger at Ryan Porteous. So I feel like I want to kind of come in and defend him a wee bit there. I, I think you're right. I think he does. He has these lapses of concentration. And I think sometimes he's he's in danger of overplaying it. We were talking about impact and how Gogic impacts the ball. I think Porteous is impacts the ball and is on the ball more than any other Hibs defender. I see him yeah. being more aggressive than Hanlon. I see him actually having the ball at his feet more than Hanlon. So I think by virtue of the fact that he has more of the ball and is more involved at times than Hanlon can be, who's more the kind of covering yeah. centre-half, some of those moments are just more going to happen more frequently. I do agree he needs to cut some of them out, and I think he will do in time, but I still think he's the best centre-half at the club because of the way he impacts the, the game. And he, he, he takes away doing some of that dirty stuff that, let's be honest, it's not really Paul Hanlon's game to get involved and do some some of that some of the dirtier bits and bobs, as Cliff yeah. Pike rightly pointed out. Yeah, but the one yeah, thing I, I would say, though, is when you've got two viable first-team centre-backs, it's not that impressive to say he's the best centre-back at the club, eh? <laughs> Well, Danny Vegas yeah, I mean, though, he's coming this season. To be fair, he has, and Paul McGinn's played there as well. Paul McGinn's played, you know, covered over at centre half and played right centre half. So, I, I, I take your point, but I still say he's the best, the best of four. I think, um, I think they two especially. I know we obviously play as a three a lot, but I think they two have got a really good understanding and a good partnership when they play against when they play with each other. 
like I think Liam touched on that. I think Hanlon does cover for Porteous a lot, but I think, and I think Porteous probably covers for Hanlon equally as much. And I think when Darren McGregor does come into the team, I think was it the Motherwell home game, you you can tell. I think I think you can tell when, and I know McGregor had a good spell in the team, but I just don't think the balance is there. And for me, I tend to think it's because left footer and right footer, but. I think it's just a general understanding as well of, of, of how they play with each other. Moving into the second half, we would be looking at, like, so me, I would remember when, I don't know about all you, but my mum used to, if you asked her what you'd have for dinner, she'd say sugar and shite mix. If the first half was sugar, the second half shite. Greg, what did you make of the second half? I know you're desperate to. Um, yeah, it's not good enough for me, to be honest. Yeah, it's almost like you come into the second half thinking the game's already won because Livy haven't really laid that glove on you the first half. But I feel like we just sat in far too deep. We let them have a spell, but that spell then went on for longer. We didn't really... I don't feel like we tried to really do anything in the second half. I think we just kind of went through the motions and and then the penalty. Wow. Many times we've seen that this season, given for yeah. us given for us where the def- where, where the, the striker gets the ball before the defender. I think and it's that... just because McGinnis has just literally just came on. Like he's just he's just not up to speed of the play, but in, in that position I'm very happy for folks just to fucking shell it. No need to no. play pretty there, just shell it. Um ultimately it's a good three points, but that second half performance is I think we've seen that Maybe a bit too often this season we've maybe taken our foot off the gas. We've maybe been a bit too lax and a bit too chill about the the second half if we have been leading. So, but is yeah. it not all about? Is it not all about getting the three points? Absolutely, but you still, you still need to look at the performance at the end of the day. You reflect on the game as a whole. You look at the first half and the second half, and it's two totally different. Yeah, performance. but of course, but yeah, but in the first half, the game's now now. In the second half, you're two 0 up. You've got something to defend. Like you're, yeah, but that you're looking mean at for forty five minutes. I don't think we sat in for the forty five minutes. I think we struggled to get on the ball as much. But I don't think we sat there and I don't. If Kyle McGinnis doesn't give that penalty away, do we care? Like like Jane, I, I, I do. I still, but, no, but I think you still mentioned the, the second half performance. Yeah, but I, I think you're being. I don't think it was that bad. Like I don't. I don't think it's. I think it does that worry. Does that second half worry you at all? Like, it doesn't it, worry it, me. I look. It doesn't worry me. I, it, I, the, the, it was kind of reminiscent of like um, these Champions League games that you watch on the telly, um, where you go and watch you know, an Italian side are playing away from home and they kind of nick an away goal uh, and then they just sort of retreat and sit back. There was a the, the, our defensive line certainly for the last like, twenty five minutes that half. I know because it was ruining my pizza. We was way, way, way too deep and there was a massive disconnect and we were just trying to shell long balls every time we got it yeah. and it felt like Livingston were kind of pressing us. We were just doing the easy thing, which is to to shell it long, other than obviously the penalty. And then the balls just were not falling until really until injury time and Nisbet had those couple of chances. Um, yeah. the, the, the midfield was being bypassed and to be honest, the midfield, other than Gogic, I don't think really had an awful lot of time on the ball in the second half, which probably... You got to give Livingston a wee bit of credit for the way that they came out and played the second half because they they certainly changed it up. I, don't, I couldn't tell you tactically what they did that was that different, but they certainly were a different beast in the second half. 
They definitely. They Without... I find they changed. I find they changed the made after was it twenty odd minutes when they took yeah. lot was it Longridge that went off and they actually brought a full uh, that Hamilton on. Uh, sorry, no Hamilton. What's his? Like Millen. Millen. So that's your kid. I used to work with his brother, cousin, one of the two, and uh, he's actually a fullback. And the and then was it Forrest they brought on at half time for was did he come on for a centre half? He came on for Essie. He came on for Ambrose. Aye, so I think they obviously definitely they probably looked at him of four 0 or two 0 like who who gives a fuck? And Harry, I think we we spoke about it the other night actually, um, about the game back at Christmas time where Livy better than we were shite. And would you say in the second half Livy were better than we were pushing the second half the night, but I think I know what your opinion is going to be if that penalty doesn't happen then we're sitting here saying fucking fantastic job then right, No, because Bill one thing we spoke about after we picked up form after um, January I said the word after about four times there um, was the fact that whenever we played at home we seemed to just conserve energy and then try and attack in the second half and maybe that's what was going wrong but maybe we've done the flip today and that's actually what's worked maybe Ross was like alright come into half time we'll get a lead and then we'll try and sit in it in the second half because it's the uh, oh, we're back. Um, we are experiencing minor technical difficulties here. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, I'll disagree with Greg. I don't think we sat in for 45 minutes. I think we tried to play for about 15 minutes after we sat in from a storm. Uh, not a storm, but I think teams, when they're 2-0 down, always have that bit of belief, so they do come out at you in the second half. But I thought that we bounced back well and actually sat in well. Um, the only problem was, as soon as uh, McGuinness makes that mistake you do feel the pressure on you for the rest of the game and that did get a bit nervy um but yeah no apart from that i, I wouldn't really complain at the performance myself um too much because as you touched on if we won 2-0 there i'd be like eh mess second half but i'm not too bothered it's just the fact they scored that made it feel so bad for me yeah i think that maybe it didn't end but i certainly didn't feel like we had the same in will and desire to go forward and maybe push them. Um, I think when you go into a lap, you're probably right, Harry, you do sit in for the first 10 and, and try and keep it tight. But after that, I thought that we'd maybe go and try and get a third or maybe try and take the game to them again, um, like we've done in the first half. But yeah, I, I'm slightly disappointed with the way the second half went and, and then obviously the penalty. But yeah, I think you can see you didn't pick holes in every performance that the Hibs have for now until Kingdom Come. But the main thing is the three points, um, and that is all that matters right now. We need to try and do everything we can to get third, and and um, once we get that, then then we can start sitting in for ninety minutes. I don't really care. And we are back with you and you. And have you got any final thoughts on the game before we move on to the Motherwell game? Uh, nah, I thought it was fine. Like the second half, I mean. I, I didn't expect, I don't know why I thought if we were going to score more goals, it would have been in the first half. Like, I didn't think if it was, if it was, uh, like, when it went out 2 no, I didn't, I mean, obviously, I hoped we would score a game, but I wasn't, I didn't expect us to come out and play the same way. I just, Jack Ross has been accused in the past by some elements of the support this season and not being able to manage out games, but in actual fact, we do it remarkably well. I think only the Dundee Night game this season's. Uh, Maybe Dundee United and Rangers, Dundee United, Celtic and Rangers. So what? Three games over the course of the season where you've been leading and you've not seen it out. I, I don't think you can complain with that, really, to be honest. So nah, I'm more than happy with the three points tonight. Obviously, it moved us seven points. Clear Aberdeen again, 
well, obviously it was half time in the set Aberdeen game and they're winning, so hopefully Celtic get at least a point out of that game and it gives us a little bit of cushion going into the no, we'll have a cushion anyway, the four points, but you'd like to think it'd be a little bit more than that. <clears throat> going into the final three league games post the Motherwell game. And speaking of which, Motherwell game is the one coming up at the weekend. So obviously Motherwell, um, they got through on penalties against Morton, not the best performance um, from people that watched it, wish they hadn't. Um, and then they recently got a massive victory for themselves, beat Hamilton, 10 minute Hamilton tonight, and that's pretty much clinched them safety. So we'll be playing them again next season. Going into this game at the weekend, are you hoping to see the same team that started this game? Just win. Just win. Just win. Just, just <laughs> win. And um, if he hadn't gave away the penalty, I would have... See if Kyle McGinnis hadn't came off on, on the park and gave away a penalty, I'd have probably said I wouldn't mind seeing him over Jackson Irvin. I didn't think Jackson Irvin had his best game tonight. Uh, I thought he looked quite tired. Um, but, nah, same same team for me. Just go, go and get the job done. Uh, and I'd I'd fancy that. What the first half showed me tonight is that they're confident and that they will get the job done. I, I think a lot of us, we've seen it as a big game and I would, I'm speaking on behalf of everyone here, but I think a lot of us, not, no, no, no nervous, but you're like, oh, this, this could be tricky. And that the first 20-odd minutes of night, I think, put that to bed, obviously, until the last 10 minutes. And what about yourself? And what type of team would you like to see at the weekend? Um, probably the same team that played tonight to be honest unless Doig is fit and probably bring him in and I'd probably still be championing Chris Cadden to come back in for uh, for, for McGinn potentially if he's if he's fit and available but I think that's probably looking quite unlikely given he was kind of ruled out being on the bench tonight so I think that would be the team I'd go for I'd like to see us try and take a bit more control of the midfield than we have done in the game against the games against Motherwell this season I think they've, they've probably come out on top uh, in that department and certainly two out of three games so I like to. I like to think we've got a really good chance of getting ourselves into a cup semi final. They're a team we should be beating, to be honest. Um, yeah. And I think we've got the players at our disposal to do it. I, I, the only thing that concerns me there is the fact that Motherwell. Every time we've played them this season, we've been thinking, "Oh yeah, we're we're going to walk them off the park." And then it's the Motherwell that you don't want to see against Hibs that have shown up. Um, so the the main it's it sounds so stupid, but the fact that at home is the thing that concerns me. This game, if we were going to Fir Park, I'd be so confident going into the game at the weekend. But the fact that we're playing at Easter Road is the thing that concerns me most. See that, but I, I, for me, I would have been the same. But I think the way we opened, because I think the biggest issue with us this this season, especially being at home, has been that we've not taken. I think you touched on it earlier, Harry. Tonight we took the game to Levy straight away. Whereas I think recently that's probably been our. Achilles heel at home this season. I think we've maybe eased ourselves into the game too, just too much instead of getting right at the team and maybe let teams settle at Easter or there. No, I'm, 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 I'm uh, well, bring back the ring back the saying I'm quietly, I'm, I'm loudly confident that we'll be in the semi final uh, come Saturday night and that we'll hopefully be able to sit with our feet up on Sunday and Monday to see who the other three teams are joining us. Um, what would be your score prediction, Harry? A score prediction. Oh, well, even though I said I'm not confident, I'm going to be very confident. And it should have worked tonight because, in theory, we should have won 3 0 because I've decided that. So I'm going to stick with that. And I think we're going to win 3 0 against the middle. Uh, I'm, I'm annoyed. I, was, I, put, I put in the. So I put on like Hibs picks that we'd score two. I think I put on my bet that we'd win 2 0. But I think, Greg, did you have 2 0 uh, for the night? So yeah, I, I, did, I, I did. Uh, and that's why I'm absolutely furious. <laughs> Because um, and I put in the group chat like saying, "Oh, we're going to win two one 
but then I, I didn't realise I hadn't done a prediction on the podcast on Monday night. So I'd actually drafted up the score prediction tweet before I'd even thought about mine's was. And I put in the line, oh, all the boys are very confident uh, that they'll get through no bond. I thought, well, can he put that? And then say that we're going to win like 2-1. So I thought, fuck, I'll just go for 1-0. And uh, obviously, and I, you think I, did, I think I even put in the chat saying 2-1 initially. No, so fucking should just stuck to my gun. Liam, uh, what are you going for the, uh, on Monday though after I just spoke out of shite there? Uh, one nothing. I think one nothing. I think it'll be a, a tight game. It'll be a tough game, but I think we'll find a way through with a, a very uh, a gruesome one nil win live on Premier Sports. And um, Greg, what 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 are you going for? Um, can I get to talk about the game first? Because I've not really had a chance yet. Oh, sorry, mate. I only go. Sorry. Yeah, th- thanks for thanks for missing me. Um, you're going to be positive. You're just going to be shy. I, I don't know. I'll... Need to wait and find out. Um, nah, look, I think the games against Motherwell at home this year haven't been great. Um, lately, I'm sure the midfield battle's crucial for us. We've not had that at all in the home games. Um, I would keep the same team. I know he talked about Macy going in goals um, for the cup games. I think that that stops now, to be honest. Um, Doig back in, I would if he was fit. If he's if there's even a slightest doubt, then no. Um, we just need to keep it tight. We've got enough, more than enough to beat them. We just need to go out and prove it and, and get the win and we'll worry about the semi-final when that comes round. But yeah, yeah, it's a cup game. The most important thing you can do is win. Um, the perform- what will the winning scoreline be? The performance doesn't matter on Saturday. Um, that. It, that. Scoreline, I'll go 2-0. I'll 2-0, go so... So yeah, we've I got a 1-0, 3-0, a 2-0. Well, I'm going to stick from my guns from what I should have done tonight. I'll say that we will win 2-1. Uh, because think, what, did we, what did we learn tonight? Hibs want to make it easy. So Yeah, I, I think I think what, what will happen is um, we'll go 1-0 up. They'll get back to 1-0 to and then they'll maybe push a wee bit too far, too far forward and we'll pick them off towards the end of the game with Martin Boyle's pace in behind. There we go. I'm at, Am I right in you saying... On Saturday, I've just told you what's happening. So why did you not go for 2-1 then? Did I, did I go for 2-1, did I not? I no, you said 2-0. <laughs> uh, I'll go for 2-1 yeah, then. I don't uh, know I'm, I'm going I'm to take 3-1 then, and I'm going to change my response so that we're not the same. And I'll take 3-1, and I'm going to tell you why. Was it Jack Rossi's second game, maybe even first game as Hibs manager his mother well at home and I could see it being I could see it being a not too dissimilar game to like that and I think that would actually be fairly similar to tonight's trend as well in terms of we were 2-0 up in that game looking good and then Motherwell got one back and then was it Daryl Horgan uh, scored a really good breakaway goal and wrapped it up 3-1 and it wouldn't surprise me if the game goes something like that looking at Oh, did they go one not? Ah, they went one oh, up. Sorry, I thought we were. I, was, I saw. I thought we went, but it was two. We were two one up, and they started pushing like sort of yeah, second yeah. half, like I. And uh, I wouldn't surprise me seeing a game some not too dissimilar to that, especially the way we started the night. I'd imagine we'd want to come out and like. It's mad being a Hibs fan, but really going two 0 up at any point in the game should be the game done and dusted. But we were sitting at half time, like fuck. Like any other team goes two 0 up at home inside like twenty five minutes, you're like, oh well, that's that. Like, but I just, I, I was confident tonight. I felt like I felt like it was a really good performance tonight. But 
when and if the time comes um, on a on Saturday evening that that we're in the semi-final draw, would you have any preference for the teams left involved? Would you would you like to see Rangers go out to St Johnston, or would you rather like maybe Rangers still be in because then that would leave a sort of fifty-fifty chance of us getting group stages or not if we finish third? Would you have any preference there? I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, drop yeah I'm gonna drop a cliche and say just we we just need to focus. On <laughs> just for you, Liam. Thanks, mate. Thanks. No, I'm I'm actually that I feel exactly that way though. Funnily enough, I I, yeah, I actually no, just I... want us to just win. Like I I feel like by trying to second guess and predict what might or might not happen, like we almost kind of just give ourselves a position where it's like, fuck, yeah, this just might not work out. Like. Yeah. Like based on how Aberdeen are doing tonight, like third places is still not kind of stone right. up. So actually, you know, the only thing we can do is fucking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to use a cliche here. Just control, take control of our own destiny. That's what we need to one, do. One, one game, game at, at a time. time. One game at a time. But then, I can't even believe you know, that we've managed to get through that fucking review of tonight's game, and we've not even thought about it being a game of two halves because it was perfectly <laughs> set up for that. <laughs> Where were you, Harry? Yeah, I just left that was, for you. I thought, oh, Liam, the cliche man. I, was, I actually had them um, watch a Jekyll and Hyde performance from the tip of my tongue. I left it though. I feel like, I feel like. I, I, I but you're right, it was a game of two halves. I agree with what you were both saying in terms of saying, like, take care of ourselves. And I'm almost glad that we're the first game because see mm-hmm. if we were the last game and all the other results had sort of went the way that we'd want it. You'd be like, ah, shit. Like, so I'm almost like, get us out of the way first, and then just hope, like I say, hopefully we can set up our feet up on Sunday. But see, the thing is with Hibs, though, like, I just think that I, I, I never like it when we go the easy way because we never do well in the easy way. Because if you looked at the four teams in the Scottish Cup or the League Cup semi-final, there, there's no way that we shouldn't win that competition. And then, like, when the the cup run that we actually went on when we won the cup, being in the second division. We beat like two bogey teams, obviously Inverness under the greatest team in the world and then Ray Furney, but they would always annoy us. And then Dundee United are kind of hit and miss. But we beat Rangers and we had such a rivalry going with Rangers in that league. I, I would love to get that rivalry with Rangers back. It was just so class. Um, but yeah, no, I'd rather play Rangers in the final one because if we beat them, it would mean more. And two, guaranteed Europe. So that would be my... Uh, you've, got, you've, got, you've got that sort of... I think that would be the... I may have said that enough, I, no good for the ticker if we'd done the final against someone that could uh, if we've secured third and we're uh, in fact Ken would be even worse yeah if actually see if we fucked third right and but we got to the Scottish Cup final would like would you rather be sitting in fourth place so that the Scottish Cup it was like oh well if we win the cup we get it or would you rather be sitting in third place knowing that we have to win the cup or even though we finish third it doesn't fucking matter because fourth and third get the same get the same Euro qualification how hibs would it be to make an arse a third and then play Rangers in the final and, and beat them? How how hibs would that be? Is it no possible to play Aberdeen in the final? That'd be quality or, or play a oh. team that's out with the top four. That that would just be hibs, like peak hibs doing that, and and we all know that. So anyway, like you say, let's not get too carried away ahead of ourselves. You've got any more thoughts on tonight's game or Mother uh, Motherwell's game on Saturday before we? Before we pass off, one thing we didn't mention, my favourite moment from the entire game was when the Levy player threw himself five yards away from <laughs> what it was that was marking him. It was the worst dive I've seen in a while and it made me smile. And I then, hope Jack Ross brings out the speedo comment. 
the one thing I noticed though, fair play to the ref, he didn't actually, he wasn't going to book him. And then as soon as the player moaned, he was like, no, nah, fuck it, that was embarrassing, you're getting booked. So I thought that was fair play to the ref, even though he was a bit card friendly. Yeah, and a, a few things worth mentioning. Uh, as, as we're recording this, the Hibernian women's team are sitting 1 1 for Glasgow City at home uh, at half time. So that, that's going all, all right. Hibs did go in front uh, after 15 minutes, just about when we actually finished up tonight uh, with the, the men's game finished. And everyone should check out if you're, if you're uh, looking at renewing your season ticket, head over to Long Bangers. See, uh, Twitter page sort of set up a really good initiative um, around about trying to sort of connect Hibs fans uh, that are maybe looking to go to the games that maybe they don't have someone to go with whether that be because of things that have happened during the pandemic or, or otherwise um, so it's a really good uh, initiative that Longbangers are looking to set up and, and I guess head over there and drop Matt and the guys a message if that's something that you're going to get involved in uh, and I think it's just a note to say that I think it's unbelievable that we sold a thousand season tickets inside a day. I was uh, one of the mugs that had renewed about five minutes after the camp, uh, after the link went up. But that is what it is, and that's sort of what we do. But yeah, definitely head over to Longbangers and get a look at that. And on Monday we've got uh, a a good guest coming on. Uh, we'll be joined by Greg McEwen, who is head of sponsorship and marketing, is that right, uh, within the club. And he's also been taking up a lot of the sort of CEO duties uh, since Liam Dempster went out. So uh, Greg will be joining us on Monday. So keep your eyes out for that on Monday night. Uh, that should be a really good one. But thanks again for listening and we'll be back next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Thank you.